Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. without a win now as the addicts replay the same old story good in spells but they don't take their chances and then they give Barnsley goal after goal welcome to Charlton Live Hello and welcome to Cholton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's show, we will be looking back at the defensive horror show up at Barnsley at yesterday. A 3-1 defeat uh, for the Addicts makes it six without a win now. Problems mounting up for Ben Garner and his side. So joining me to have that conversation on this week's show, first up is uh, Mr. Lewis Cat, the new fans advisor, Mr. Lewis Cat. Hey, Lou. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah I, I bet your inbox is full. <laughs> I haven't looked, mate. I haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, congratulations on the roll. And uh, yeah, everyone knows who to send their abuse at now. Uh, also, joining <laughs> Thanks, us, <laughs> also joining us uh, on the podcast this week is uh, uh, Mr. Benji Cloak, who finally went to his first away game of the season. Oh, yeah, I picked a good one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, good to have you both on the show. So on this week's show, then, as I said, we'll look back at that game uh, with uh, Barnsley yesterday. We've got the highlights uh, coming up. We've got the thoughts, of course, of the manager, Ben Garner, who was back in the dugout after missing last week with COVID. Uh, we've got your views as well. We've got your tweets uh, and your emails. We've got some fans bar as well. We, uh, we spoke to a couple of listeners on the way back uh, from the, uh, the the game as well. So we've got some good fans but we're going to hear as well. But, I mean, let, let, let's, let, let's just dive straight into it, Lewis. Where do you want to start, mate? Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to suggest the defending. Was there any? That's the that's the main question. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like something I've never seen. I mean, going up there, um, I felt like it was a good opportunity to have, to sort of bounce back. We had a few disappointing results. Um, Barnsley themselves, I mean, they've looked good the last few weeks, but maybe haven't had the best start to the season, and also had quite a few injuries as well. So I thought maybe, you know, we had a lot of players back. We'd go out there, a bit of confidence, um, Garner back in the dugout. But it just, it was all over the place. And, you know, we'll hear from Ben later. But some of that, the defensive displays were just, were just absolutely awful. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the goals, you know, one of them was was absolute quality. But in, in my eyes, none of them really should have been allowed to happen. And it, it's a real concern because if we're that, if we're that leaky in the, in the defensive side of the game and we're that poor in the attacking side of the game. I mean, we've got absolutely no hope. I mean, like, we just we just looked all over the place, all at sea at back, and I, I just have no idea, you know, how how we bounce back from that sort of defensive display. I mean, it's going to be, need a lot of work done on the training ground this week to try and iron that out because it was absolutely yeah. appalling. And the problem is, Ben, with the way that we defend, because we know we're going to give up at least a goal a game, at least, and obviously it came to three yesterday, which was more than usual, um, we we know we therefore when we create our chances we have to take them and we don't do that either. Totally, that was the first half, wasn't it? I mean, if you weren't following the game and you saw the score one nil, it and go, oh, China losing away from home again. We should have been leading in that first half. The chances we had, it was so frustrating. Uh, talking to fans at half time, going, I just can't believe it. Like we're we're losing to a weldy, but we've just had so many chances. I think the only one where you can say fair play to Barnsley, that was good defending, was when Raksaki cut inside and what a touch from him, shot, and they. it was a great block. The rest of them was such poor finishing. It was unbelievable. I mean, that one where Blackett Taylor, great ball over the top, then the defender slips and you think we're in. And it's the same old story from him. It's that fire, that's that end product where he either squares it for Stockley, who taps it in, or he, he shoots and, and makes the keeper make a save at least, but straight over the bar. Um, oh, so frustrating. I mean, I felt sorry for Raksaki. I thought he created a few of the chances. Egbo fired it over, Claire fired it over. But the worrying thing of that was Jaden Stockley didn't have one of those chances. I think we had about six clear-cut opportunities in that first half. Not one of them fell to Jaden Stockley. So if we're not giving our main striker chances or he's not getting in the right positions. Um, mm. Yeah, so frustrating when it that first half. Yeah, it certainly was. Well, we're going to hear the highlights uh, now from Charlton TV. Uh, as always, uh, Terry Smith was up there and he had Peter Shirtlift uh, alongside him. on the ball now for Barnsley. On their right-hand side, infield is Benson. Benson looks for the shots, and it's uh, screamed into the top right-hand corner. McGillivray couldn't get there, and that's taken everybody by surprise, and Barnsley had the lead. Well, that must have been 40 yards. It was an amazing strike. 
Not closed down. Almost uh, inviting Benson to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Which in normal circumstances might be a good idea, but that one arrowed into the top right-hand corner of uh, McGillivray's goal and he got nowhere near it. He did, he did. He, um, he certainly struck and it very well. switch for Blackett-Taylor. Hasn't always worked that. Isn't it? Oh, it is going to work because it's a slip in there from Williams. Blackett-Taylor in possession, looks to get the shot away. Over the bar it goes, Stockley annoyed because he felt he was in a better position to receive Taylor still in support, but Morgan goes across field. Over Cadden into the rack, sack his feet, can he finish? Oh, a diving, lunging challenge from Edwards, just got there first as Raksaki was pulling the trigger. Great first touch, wasn't it, on the oh, pass? Raksaki running into the channel, looking to take on, oh, and he's done it superbly as well, he's gone past Edwards towards the byline, cuts inside him, leaves him on his backside, back to Egbo, oh. and it's another one in the stands. It's another opportunity for Charlton, gone begging, and we have had him, I mean, with all the fact that... Uh, Barnsley have scored that screamer. Charlton have had three or four really good opportunities, and every single opportunity has ended up in the uh, stand behind the goal. Yeah, that was a great bit of play by Saki. A really good bit of skill. shot. He comes in, and it's uh, comfortably wide. There was lots of oohs and ahs, but I think that was well wide. And that is the half time whistle here at Oakwell. Send it inside. Doesn't make it, but. Uh, O'Connell's had his uh, pockets picked and it's cold in the penalty area now. Goes past O'Connell, ball across, back flick for Norwood and the home side double the lead. Very similar to the goal that Leeburn scored last week. And Norwood has now made it 2 0 to the home side. Well, he can finish Norwood, but Charlton presented him with the opportunity for sure. They had ample opportunities to, to clear the ball. But it was a, it was a poor, poor bit of play by um, O'Connell. He, he, he did well initially, and then he took his time when he should have he should have done things quickly. But he can finish Norwood, and that's the problem. If you get the low, low strikers of his finishing ability to get a chance, he'll score the goal. And he's uh, given the ball away as a result. And it's Phillips who brings it forward into Thomas. Tries to find Cole Phillips back on it. I mean, that was safe. Was it the save or the post? I think it might have been the post. Just looking to see the referees given the goal kick, so it must have been the post. There again, Terry. It's their own making, isn't it? You know, it's Charles' own making. Thomas back inside to Benson and Barnsley playing keep ball here. And the ball forward, looking for the run of Williams. O'Connell goes across, but Williams rides the challenge. Back in the middle for Cole. 3 0. Well, I don't know what the two centre halves were doing there, but they got in each other's way. One fell over, O'Connell fell over, Lavelle was nowhere to be found, and the boy had to just walk through and squared it for a tapping, basically. That's, that's such a poor goal for Dolce. Stockley making, making his way to the area, and it's Stockley who's the target. It's headed up in the air by McCarthy. I'll drop to Stockley, and then Payne finishes. Charlton have the goal back. It's a good move. Started, you have to say. Oh, Granders did really well to uh, win possession back for Charlton. Payne then picked out Kirk. His ball, ball into the box was looking for Stockley. It was headed up in the air by McCarthy. Stockley was underneath it. And just uh, I don't know if he got a touch. If he did, he cushioned it into the path of Payne. He finished it beyond Morton for a Charlton goal. Payne did really well. It will end up being a fairly fruitless visit to South Yorkshire, other than the company, of course. As the free kick goes into the Charlton half, and there is the final whistle. There we go. Thanks to Terry and to, and to Peter. Um, 
yeah, Peter's a bit of a legend around around those parts, and and obviously for for Charlton as well. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I we, we needed someone with the goal scoring prowess of Peter Shirtliff in that playoff semi final back in the eighties because. Goodness me, some of those shots, Lewis, in that first half, I mean, they, they were more dangerous than getting a goal back for Wickham at Sheffield Wednesday. They were so far over the bar. Like, I, 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 it feels funny starting on that when the defending was so bad. But in that first half, at half-time, in, in my commentary, I was saying, with, with Neil McDonald, we were saying, you know what, Charlton have played quite well here. They just need to take their chances. But the problem is, how many times have I said that? How many times have we said that this season? Yeah, we have. You know, it's the, it's the common theme. I think that... As we say, we're 1-0 down to an absolute worldie from, from Joss Benson. But I, I do stand by that I don't think it should have happened. I think that we don't close him down quickly enough. We allow him so much space. He probably could have gone and got a pint and a, a pie in the time it took for him to shoot. Um, and then, yeah, the second half, we uh, sorry, the first half, we were the better, probably the better side. I think we just about edged it because of the chances we created. And it's all well and good being being good between both boxes. But it's what you do in the final third of each end that matters and some of the, the opportunities and the decision-making that we made in our attacking play yesterday was, was just diabolical. And I don't, you know, as you say, most, most of the shots may, may as well have ended up at, at a different stadium. They were so far over the bar and so careless and lacklustre that it's just so frustrating. And with, with a player like Jez Raksaki, who's trying to, you know, work wonders down that side, which I, you know, I thought we had a good game yesterday um, to create all of those chances and and we're we're just making ridiculous decisions. We we saw shots sky over the bar from the likes of Mandela Egbo and and Sean Clare and and the one that Benji mentioned with with Corey as well. And the concern for me is like none of those chances, as as Ben said, are falling to to Jaden Stockley. Like what are we doing in training in the week that's isolating our only striker in that system so much? Because you know he's he's nowhere. He's not, he's not getting on the end of anything. I don't feel if he, if he's getting the service that he requires, I don't know. But it just seems like we're bypassing him all the time. And and these stupid decisions we're making, trying to blaze balls from from 20 yards and they're all flying over the bar, you know, it's not going to win his games. It's desperate. It's like we, we create all this uh, this build-up play and creative passages of passing and then we get in the final third and it's like a deer in the headlights and someone just has a go and it flies over the bar. It's just it's so frustrating. Mm. So, Ben, when we're... Not taking our chances. As long as we're tight at the back, we, we, we could maybe sneak a 1-0 win or a one all draw. Um, but we're not, are we? So that second half. So, we, I mean, Lewis has touched on the first half goal. Josh Benson was a rocket. We probably could have closed it down a bit better. I felt sorry for Maka <laughs> coming into the side and then nafting to deal with that. I don't think he did anything too wrong yesterday. But my word, those goals in the second half were an absolute disgrace. And we have to point fingers at both of our central defenders. But Owen O'Connell had a shocker yesterday. He gave the ball away. I think it was the second one he gave the ball away and then let Devante Coldis absolutely breeze past him in the penalty area before they squared it for Norwood, uh, which was a lovely little flick, actually. And then the, the, the third one, I, was, the, the, I saw a perfect tweet that summed it up. or Someone tweeted Nathan saying, it looked like Lavelle... And O'Connell were on different teams and they were playing against each other because they got in each other's way. They both went for the same ball and got nowhere near it. And then, I mean, something that Steve Brown has said a lot on Charlton TV this season is about make sure you defend the chances in between your posts. And, you know, you don't let them have a free shot in between your posts. Devante Cole was six yards out in between our posts. I, don't, I, I, I genuinely had to check the highlights this morning to check if there was a defender in the box. There was, just about... 
but we were nowhere near him. Our, our, we did not defend between our posts remotely. Yeah, oh mate, it was comical, wasn't it? Really, I mean, you sat up there in the stand, and they missed one just before that third goal as well, where Lavelle passed it to Dobson. He had two men, like literally, just running up him to get the ball. He loses it, and we were lucky not to concede again. But yeah, just you know, I free, I freeze framed that goal, um, Devante Cole's one, and your that tweet is so right. It looks like they're playing against each other. Because they don't even look at each other. They run right next to each other at the same man. And Cole is on his own <laughs> in the box. It's bonkers. And they still didn't come out with a ball. Like, again, Lewis saying about training earlier. Like, we knew these two were going to play at the back. They've played together at the back last week as well. Where's the communication there? Like, mine, Cole's like free in the box. It's just bonkers. It's just... You're sitting there as a fan. You just can't believe these errors are happening. And you're right, I did feel sorry for Mackie yesterday. Nothing he could do about the first goal. That third goal, absolutely comical. Um, I mean, the second one weren't great either. And yeah, uh, you're right with O'Connor. We just didn't... Oh, God. That, even that first one, I know as Lewis said, a great strike. But O'Connell... Part gate gifted them possession. They kept it for about 15 seconds and then belted in the top corner. We were gifting them possession at the back and we were so stretched and, oh, yeah, just so frustrating. I, I don't know where we turned to. I mean, bringing Innes back in, but you haven't got anyone else there. You've got Terrell mm. Thomas, but I can't see that's going to be an improvement. It's just so frustrating. It's tough, isn't it? I mean, Lewis, it's clear we're not defensively good enough as a unit, but individually, are we good enough? You know, I've always had my reservations about Sam Lavelle. I think he's he's made errors. I think I have a theory that our fans sometimes, when when a new centre half comes in, because they can win the odd header, right? They they think, all right, let's they they give they give them a bit of leeway. But if you watch our, the positional sense of our defence is all over the place, and that and that stands for Sam Lavelle. That stands for Owen O'Connell. Now, I remember when you were doing your pieces with opposition fans from the teams we've just signed our players from in the summer, Lewis. Owen O'Connell got a good rep from the, um, the the Rochdale fan for the way he plays the ball. And he tends to be okay passing, although, like I say, gifted possession away yesterday. And he has done that a couple of times this season. But positionally, they said he wasn't very good. And, well, that that, that that's on display. And it's been on display quite a few times this season. Yeah, it has. You know, I think we... I look back at the first time we saw him at, at Accrington um, in league action. He really struggled up there. I wondered whether him playing on his weaker side has affected him throughout because he's he's had to sort of fill in on the left side of centre-half because we haven't got anybody else capable of playing that area. Um, so we've struggled there. I think that automatically he's adding, adding an extra touch every time he, he gets the ball because he's got to put it onto his stronger foot. So I, th- I don't think that helps, but... I just think our defence as, as a whole just seems totally out of balance. I, I think that everybody... I mean, but Sean Clare is one of our better players, probably one of our best players and one of our best performers this season so far. And, I mean, I know he's Mr. Versatile, but we're playing him on the wrong side. And I know that Mandela's come back and he had a, a good 45 minutes up at Fleetwood at the weekend, so maybe we do want to get him into the side. But Sean Clare's probably been one of our best players at right-back this season. So to then stick him on a weaker side and play him at left back for me is not something I'd agree with. I think now that we've got, you know, the lights of Sessegnon back fit as well, I'd maybe have brought him on. He might not have been ready to start, but I don't think you can 
you can move arguably your strongest performer out of position to to cater for somebody else. I don't really, I don't really see the the, the logic behind that. If I'm being honest, um, and yeah, from the centre half pairing uh, with with Sam Lavelle, obviously we saw a bit of him last season, and there were some impressive performances. And then he had his injury, um, and this season he struggled to get in ahead of Ryan Innes. And then you know Ryan's had this suspension, and Sam should maybe see these two games as an opportunity to win the shirt. And I don't, I don't think he's doing that for me at the moment. Um, you know, I don't know if if Terrell Thomas is, is sort of waiting in the wings to try and come in and play because we're not he has not really been given any kind of opportunity yet, um, and obviously Innes was on the bench yesterday. So I, the the centre half thing for me at the moment is is a headache I think, and it will be a headache for Garner as well because we're, we're making the same errors and the same sort of mistakes every week. We have the same sort of nervous sort of energy in that back four every week because of the the style of football that we're playing. Um, if I was Ben, I'd, I'd seriously be looking at how we try and balance it out because at the moment, I mean, we look we look all at sea and, and that's a real, real concern because as you say, we're, we're not good enough in the final third. We really need to improve defensively. Otherwise, we're going to be shipping goals for fun. Mm, yeah, it's funny you mentioned headaches actually because as I said earlier, yesterday was Ben's first away game of the season which meant I had a travelling companion which means I've ended up with a headache because uh, he took me out for a drink after. <laughs> um, the... The, the positives from yesterday, and there are positives, and that's, I think, possibly part of the problem, Ben, because it's the same positives we've spoken about in this six-game winless run. Oh, we've had a good spell here. Oh, Manny Egbo's come in and look quite sharp. Yeah, there, there's, there are a couple of good things, which is possibly what makes it more frustrating, but we'll hear from Ben. I mean, it's a story as old as time that you don't you're not good enough in both boxes and therefore you lose the game it's been going on for many many years and and I I I I think the fact that we do have these positives I don't know if that gives me something to cling on to I did ask Ben that question actually when we hear the interview does that give you something to cling on to or is that actually papering over the cracks that it doesn't matter that we're good between the two boxes because we are so poor in either box yeah, we've got to try and cling on to some positives. I mean, I was just looking. We've got seven games in October coming, and I think that includes five home games. So, And we we have been good at home, obviously. Let's try and forget our away form next Saturday against Oxford and try and look for the positives there. But it's it's a struggle because, as you say, as like if, if you're not taking chances, stop chances coming at you. And we're not. We're literally, those two goals yesterday, gifted them the goals. So it's it's majorly frustrating, um, but I think positives from yesterday is is that we did create so many chances in that first half. Um, we did actually score a goal. Uh, great to see Jack Payne uh, getting getting his first goal um, because I really like him. I think when he came on yesterday, you just see a player that is so eager to get on the ball and make his mark on the game. Um, and so I think there's there's a positive there, but I don't know why he wasn't starting yesterday. Maybe that's because of Fleetwood, he didn't really do it last week. So um, inconsistency there, but he's got to have a good run in the team of a, free, a few appearances to really make his mark. But yeah, I mean, it'll be the same chat. We'll get back down the training ground and work out how we can take our chances. But I think as we said before, if you're not going to get your striker on the end of these chances, then it just seems crazy that we're getting these chances and, and our main man's not there to put them away but as Lewis mm. said it might be also up, be up to him he's not putting himself about to get in the right chances but 
yeah, it's positive. Raksaki good yesterday um, as well. Um, but too many performers weren't weren't at it yesterday. Um, yeah, up, up there. Um, well, another positive yesterday is the fact that Miles Lieber got away with slapping Mads Anderson in the face. I feel like I'm the only person in the stadium who saw it, but it wasn't the hardest slap you're ever going to see. But there was a moment in that second half where Anderson went down clutching his face, and I, I was looking at the incident, and Lieber put his, his hand into the face, so uh, possibly got away with one there. But I think Miles summing up the frustration that a lot of us were feeling there. Um Two years uh, today since Thomas Sangar bought the club, actually. The the always excellent facts and stats uh, account just tweeted that uh, Stuart Court runs. Um, uh, I don't think we give enough praise to that account, actually, because it's one of the best ones out there. And, and uh, I, I was surprised, actually. It didn't feel like two years, but it is two years. Um, uh, a lot of the blame's got to be on him. It's his transfer policy this summer. I mean, that it, it, it's all it's unravelled pretty quickly, really, isn't it, Lewis? Yeah, it has. It, it definitely has. I think there's there's serious questions that that would need to be raised. I do I do think in some areas we have strengthened and signed some better players. You know, I, I think in some of those areas there are we have improved. The people that have gone out have been replaced by people that are better. But I also think that the shortcomings are are, are evident. You know, I think that Garner has an identity that he's wanted to play, and we've known that since we appointed him at the start of June or whatever it was. We've had two two months, two and a half months to to recruit accurately and bring in the players that are going to suit this style of play, which, you know, changing a style of play of a football club is no mean feat. Like, to do that with the same players that last season were playing something totally different is going to take time. So it's balancing off the two things. It's do you give Ben Garner time and you're patient with it and it's a long process of building up to the side that we want to be? Or do you give him the basic tools at the start so he can do this and we try and you know, make a push for it. But I think Ben will be very disappointed and pr- probably will feel a little bit under-resourced because, you know, it's it's been clear to see from everybody, from from Thomas to Ben to any any supporter on Twitter that the, the critical area that we needed to, to fill is a striker and a, and a striker of a different mould to that of Miles and Jaden. We haven't done that and we're paying the price for that now because I know Connor Washington's been mentioned a bundle of times, but letting go of Connor Washington is the worst bit of business we could have done this summer because he is the sort of player that this system is probably crying out for because of the runs he makes in behind, because of the the effort, the, the hard work, also his ability to play wide and down the middle. He's the sort of striker, that sort of mould of striker is what this system is missing and also the ability to switch it up to play a 4-4-2 with someone of a totally different mould to Jaden. We don't have that at the moment. And, you know, for me it was critical that we that we got this window right we haven't and we can't do anything about it now so the question now will be is Ghana given the time to you know see out this hopefully turn around a poor run of form get to January and then further strengthen and then reassess the season or is the same sort of impatience going to apply to Ben that applied to Nigel last season I think it's a, a really big question to look at but ultimately Thomas will make that decision i'd like it that ben garner would be given the time because i think after going to his q a on thursday i think he speaks very well i think he's got great ideas i think overall the identity in the football has improved i just think defensively there are some problems there probably didn't strengthen where we needed to we brought in terrell thomas we haven't used him yet so that you know that remains to be seen if he makes an improvement but from a striking perspective you know to not even be looking at the free agent market for me is is totally criminal so yeah i think it's it's going to really sort of 
come to light over the next few weeks if this run of form doesn't turn around where the pressure mounts, whether that pressure lands on the shoulders of Ben and we start seeing the fan base turn on Ben Garner or the pressure will fall to the owner and the pressure will be aimed towards him. It's going to be interesting to see how that unravels. Certainly will. Right, well, let's hear from the man himself, Ben Garner, the Addicts boss. I asked for his thoughts on yesterday's defeat. Uh, yeah, not good. Nothing in both boxes would be the, the perfect summary of it. I think uh, between the two boxes, much, much the better side, particularly first half. Um, but there's a wonder strike and we don't take our chances. And But then you can't give the two goals away that we did second half. You know, it was it was soft. It was it was cheap. Um, and effectively that wrote the game off for us. There's only one clean sheet this season. I think defensively it seems to be starting to become a bit of a problem for your side. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I, I, again, like, obviously it's my responsibility to improve that and fix that. I don't... It's tough because it's not teams are killing us and they're on top of us and we're hanging on and we're defending for our lives and it, it's just a moment. It's a moment here, it's a moment there and we seem to be punished for everyone we make at the moment. But... Um, we, we have to stop it. We have to cut those mistakes out and cut those errors out. Um, we have to be better in that defending third and get clean sheets. And uh, at the other end of the pitch, we, we need to take chances. And that isn't, right, the forwards, that's your responsibility. Defenders, that's your, your responsibility. That's the whole group. And that rests on my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, what is it that they need to do better defensively? Again, does it come down to concentration, little slips of the mind, positional sense? A bit of everything, really, to be honest. I think... Um, Today, I would say some determination, um, some focus, some concentration, uh, and making the right decisions. They uh, they haven't opened us up uh, at all today, you know. And we've had really good control of the game for long spells, and we've given three goals and only scored one ourselves, which is uh, on the balance of play, is not what it should have been. Yeah, we were saying at half-time on our commentary that probably the goal and maybe the corner at the end were the only chances Barnsley had. Charlton had a hat for in that first half, and not taking them has also been a bit of a problem recently yeah exactly that you know and um, we there's massive quality in this group I see it day in day out uh, for whatever reason that isn't quite transferring onto match days at the moment and that's for me to work out and find ways to improve that and find ways to uh, get the players doing what I, I, I see that they're capable of because um, at the moment that, that just isn't quite happening. Do you feel like that, that killer instinct is close because you are, you are creating these chances, just taking that next step? Yeah, I think if you look away from home, the amount of clear-cut chances we've created, I imagine it'd be up there with anyone in the division. You know, we, we've, we're cutting teams apart away from home. We're getting not just half chances, really clear chances, you know, one-on-ones and great opportunities. And um, But, you know, the approach play was, was fantastic at times, but it doesn't matter if we don't finish it off and... And as I say, if you then can see goals at the other end, it makes it very hard. Yeah, it was a shame that the way the first goal came, it came from absolutely nothing when it had been a pretty even start. Yeah, I thought we were uh, a decent start away from home, as you say, you know, and um, they posed no threat to that point. Um, and it's a wonderful goal. We, again, we should get pressure on the ball quicker. You know, we should get pressure on the ball. We work, in that, we work on that so much in training, getting up to the ball and not letting people get their heads up and... We've allowed a player with great quality to, to get his head up and, and, and strike the ball into the top corner. So uh, we gave ourselves an uphill task from that. Response was great. And um, as I said, lots of things for us to improve on. And, and we also need a little bit of lady luck. Every, everything seems to be going against us in every single moment. The only way to turn that is with hard work and determination. Six, we've had a win now. I guess that must be playing on the minds of the side, of the side to an extent. How do you sort of keep the morale high when, when there are runs like this? Yeah, I, I don't think that should be on them. You know, I, that responsibility is on me and any criticism and uh, 
uh, any abuse that this should come my way you know let the players get on with it and try and turn it around and um, and then that's what I want from them you know I'm, I'm out here I'm taking responsibility the only way for them to turn it around and for us to turn it around as a group is, is working hard improving um, and going to show bravery on the pitch when we play it's Oxford next week I mean ideally back in front of your home fans it's a chance to try and put an end to this run yeah, yeah absolutely you know we've we should have won in this period and uh, we've drawn too many games when we should win um, we're, we're losing games when we should take something from them and as I say on the balance of play today there's no way we should lose that game certainly not 3-1 nowhere near but we've gifted goals we've made mistakes in the second half and we haven't taken our chances so uh, I, I'm afraid I sound like a little bit of a, of a broken record but that's the simplicity of it and um, yeah you know I'll, I'll keep working I'll keep fighting we have to try and turn this around and um, you know, this isn't anything new either. You know, this is a this is a long period at this football club now, and I'm not shirking responsibility since I've walked in the door. That's on me. Um, but we we have to turn the corner. We have to start looking forward as a football club. Um, we have to start building and giving these supporters what they deserve. Yeah, I guess you will try and take the positives out today, like Manny's first first start, and I thought yeah. he linked up well with Jez Rexak. Yeah. I thought Blackett Taylor was dangerous first half. There are elements there that you can sort of cling on to. Yeah, there's, there's some good performances in there. I thought Mandela Egbo was excellent. I really did, both ways, defensively and getting forward. Um, thought he was he was outstanding today. Um, some of the substitutes that come on, I thought Sessegnon did did great. Um Conor McGrandles, who's had a really, a really tough start here, and uh, he grew into that period when he was on the pitch, and I thought we started to see flashes of, of what he's capable of as well. So there's some, some good individual performances in there. There's some great collective elements of the game in there, but it doesn't matter if you if you're not right in both boxes and you're not getting the game finished at one end and you're not seeing it out at the other. You don't win football matches, and that's the, that's a simple summary of it. Thank you. Um, do you think in the first half? Um from Barnsley goal kicks, you were losing a lot of the second balls. So that's what you want to improve. Yeah, we, we actually didn't set up as we should have done, um, which is frustrating. We work on it, we set it up, and it wasn't right. So we amended that at half time, uh, and, it, and it improved. And second balls in this league are huge. They're absolutely huge in any game. So if you're not picking up the second balls, it becomes difficult. And um, Jeff Raksaki was taken off. That was just um, a fitness um, or you know an energy thing. That he's absolutely fine, right? I think so. He, he, he rolled his ankle. He was he was hobbling on the far side. So. Um, I didn't want to take the chance with him and, and, and also wanted to get Jack Payne on as well so uh, once Jez took that knock I think he just rolled his ankle a little bit hopefully nothing too serious and hopefully be alright for next week um, Do you think your threat was slightly lower without, without with them Jack just run Saki off the pitch? No, I thought we created good opportunities once he come off you know, Payne got a good goal um, we had numerous crosses coming in we got into great positions uh, I just think our final ball wasn't right and that's what probably let us down um, but we're certainly not relying on Jess to create something. There was great creativity on the pitch and good opportunities created. Uh, creating the opportunities isn't the issue. We're creating more than enough. We are. We just. We. We just need to take them. And um, do you think you could maybe do more to get Jaden Stockley into the game? Because often, previously, he's often been seen to be dropping deep. No, I, I think he was well in the game today. He had uh, plenty of supply coming into the box and. Um, uh, like I say, it's not a factor that we haven't created opportunities and got into positions. I mean, I haven't obviously seen any of the stats, but we'd have got into the final third and penalty area a hell of a lot more than what they did today. Um, but they've been clinical. They've defended resolutely at the other end, and that's what's won them the game. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, passes there, Bowers there, and it's done! Yes! 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 Oh, he's gone! Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Woo! Dream lads! Charlotte has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Guess it! Come on! What a time to be here! Here on Wembley! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, Louis Mendez, Lewis Cat, and Ben Cloak looking back at yesterday's 3-1 defeat uh, up at Barnsley just before the break there we heard from the Addicts boss uh, Ben Garner. I mean there was you know he's, he's, he's spoken about the fact that they're better in training than they are on the pitch which is frustrating <laughs> because ideally you want it to be the other way. My, my theory on that is in training they're playing against Charlton so it's a lot easier um, but um also, I mean, I asked him about how the, the the run, the winless run, will be playing on the players' minds, and you know, Ben Ben is doing that thing you see a lot of managers doing. He's saying criticism's got to come my way, leave the players out of it, send it my way. He's protecting his players, but I mean, they have to take some personal responsibility, Ben, as well. If you look at the fact that they lapse concentration a lot at the back, and they they're not. Uh, clinical, they're not composed in front of goal. They they are things that those players can improve themselves if if you know if they put their mind to it, Benji. Yeah, totally. The, we've we've seen in in games this season the same players playing well, um, good performances, good victories. Like you look at Derby and Plymouth at home. All right, we haven't done it consistently over the season, but in there, there, there are good players at this level. We should be playing better and I thought they came in for a, it was a bit too much yesterday when they came down the tunnel unfortunately the tunnel's down the away end um, so a lot of fans voiced their frustrations yesterday and um, yeah you're not fit to wear the shirt and booing and all that I thought that was a bit much yesterday because I think it is still early on in the season um, and I think as Lewis was saying earlier there are players like Sean Clare Miles Lieburn um Raksaki that that don't deserve that on yesterday's performances and throughout the season because I think that is a bit much but it's going to be playing on their minds now definitely I mean as I said earlier we our home form is good um, although obviously in our last two home games we've let a lead slip and um, to be fair Forest Green and Cambridge both could have won won those games but we're playing against an Oxford side next week who are themselves lacking in confidence and not doing great so we've got to look for positives there and think, right, they're there for the taking. Um, 
and be confident in our own ability that we will take these chances. But yeah, a lot of soul searching needs to be done, um, especially with with some of the players that are put underperforming at the back. But um, again, you you wonder how these players feel in the system they're being made to play, especially someone like Jaden, who, as we all know as fans, that system didn't work for him last season. When they changed it up, it did. But yesterday, when we went to four four two, it we actually looked worse, didn't we? So I just don't know where to turn with that. I mean, we're getting the right chances, but he's not on the end of them. So yeah, it's a worry that that part of the pitch certainly is. Right, we've got loads of messages that have come in. Uh, once again, no surprise that plenty of you want to have your say. I'm going to get to as many of them uh, as possible because you all deserve to be heard. Uh, your thoughts on the, uh, the the current situation with the team and with the club. Uh, don't forget, we've also got a couple of fans bars uh, coming up. We, uh, we we sat down with a couple of listeners on on the train home yesterday. It was a really good fans bar. They were they were uh, uh, they were good value. So we're going to hear that in in a few moments' time. Right, let's have a look at some of these tweets. And so, Charlton and Exile, who uh, I sure can't wait for uh, Carl Robinson to rock up next week with uh, his uh, Oxford team, uh, says that this is League One. Put players in their natural positions. These players mostly came on a free. Uh, there's probably a reason for that. Garner has to go back to basics. 10 games in, 11 points and 16th place. Garner ball is evidently not working. And I mean, this is something I said on the train yesterday, actually. Like, so with Nigel Atkins got sacked when we'd won two in 13 and Ben's won two in 10. So we're not a million miles away from what was the trigger point for Thomas Sangard last last week uh, last season? Now I'm not in any way saying I want that to happen again. I, I definitely don't want to see Ben Garner sacked, um, but I'm just uh, it's just very interesting that we're near uh, that that same that same sort of uh, point where where we got to last season, right? Ben said very poor. Uh, we need to play four four two. Uh, in the future, Andrew says that with the central midfield looking so slow and lacking imagination, why are we not looking at Jake Forster Kasky, who, in my opinion, uh, is the best we have in our squad, or is Ghana being advised not to play him uh, due to extra costs for wages or insurance or, or something along those lines? Uh, Straybor uh, says, uh, Do they train too much because it seems they're good during training every week but poor on a match day? Uh, is that overtraining? Is that possible? I mean, I, I, I'd. Thomas Sangar did want to see 10% more intensity in the training. Maybe that is why we're good at it. Maybe Thomas should have said, I also want to see that 10% intensity on the pitch as well, Lewis. But why is it? Is it a character thing if they train well and then don't play well? Or is it is it is because they're playing Charlton and Charlton aren't very good? Why doesn't that not translate onto the pitch, Lewis? It's difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, they come out a lot in the week and we hear from Ben about how they've trained well and they work on certain systems and and at the Q&A Thursday he mentioned I think it was a Wednesday that a lot of clubs don't train but we do and we work on sort of shape and things like that which you know maybe we are training that extra day and that could lead to some fatigue but I mean if they're just working on shape you you don't know but it's it's really difficult because I think that what we're doing is we're overworking at the moment because I think Ben is trying to instill a, a certain style of playing a system into into a team of players that has been partly assembled by him and partly assembled by, you know, managers gone by, Johnny Jackson, Nigel Atkins, whoever, like whoever's in that side. Um, so it is going to take that a little bit of extra work. We probably wanted to bring in, you know, we look at the pre-season, we probably could have brought in a few more people a bit quicker. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to see. I, I think confidence as well, because it's all sort of well and good doing it on a, on a training pitch with nobody around. But when you're then, you know, going up, up north to a, a Barnsley side, it will be fancied for for promotion. Had a very a good sort of 
you know, they've got a good young manager in, in Michael Duff and some good players in there. Um, it's a completely different kettle of fish, you know, and whether that's a, it is a confidence thing and we're struggling at the moment, you know, you make one defensive mistake, one nil down after, you know, 10 minutes and, and everyone, the wheels come off. I don't know, but it it's really, really difficult and it'd be a big frustration for Ben because it, we've got to really, you know, got to work on getting that turnaround very quickly. If we're training so well, it has to translate into games and at the moment, as you say, it, it just isn't. Mm, right, uh, Charlton, uh, not 606, says, with three members of the Sangard family running the club, is this a help or a hindrance in the smooth running of the club? Remember, in the premiers, uh, Murray let Curbs and Varney get on with running the club uh, on their own. Um, it, it has to go without saying, you know, these are the people running the club, and what we're seeing now on the field and behind the scenes, which I think, you know, behind the scenes has been spoken about a lot recently, it speaks for itself and that's a very fair question Charlton not 606 and I think to be honest you you asked the question already knowing what the answer is deep down and and, and I'd have to say I agree with you there as well right Paul Griffiths uh, says really disappointing uh, performance Uh, the defence was all at sea on numerous occasions I think Payne's goal was our only shot on target something has to change is this is not working it's a long season ahead again Uh, Mark says uh, admire Garner wants to have his clear vision of how to play but he doesn't have the squad to do it due to the abject failure uh, by the sand guards in the transfer window to support that vision you can't legislate for pros defending like that yesterday uh, but he does need to change the way we play uh, to get the best out of Stockley or Leeburn up front they cannot play up top on their own in this division and they need to play two up top uh, and if that means playing a Raksaki up there uh, then so be it change now or we'll be in a relegation uh, dogfight that's from Mark cheers uh, Mark a couple more before we'll go on to our fans but uh, Matthew says can't uh, argue with what Mark just said we're seeing the consequences of having no plan B on deadline day uh, when Bon uh, was no longer uh, an option uh, and then uh, Sanford Mouth uh, says uh, failure to string together two good halves of football in a row is costing us again dominated a very poor Barnsley side in the first half missed chance after chance Barnsley had to improve second half and they only did marginally our defence just couldn't deal with this we knew at the beginning of the season we had to score goals as we were sure to concede a hatful playing this way we are not scoring enough to offset the weak defence the toxic atmosphere even at half time uh, when many supporters uh, were angry after we dominated away from home uh, and only trailed to a worldie though was a bit harsh uh, we simply have to start finishing yeah similar points what you made there uh ben uh, and then just one more uh tweet uh, michael says uh same old no real expectation going into the game uh go a goal down as usual wingers get into great positions i need to waste every single one this isn't a team it's just a group of players all positivity has gone the players brought in are obviously uh, not good enough again there's a few more tweets that we won't come to but again if you go onto our twitter and just search uh through our mentions you'll uh You'll you'll pick up those messages because again, loads of people have had their say. Too many uh, for us to fit them into the pod. But I'm really uh, grateful that you guys have have, have uh, looked to get involved with the show because uh, obviously we can't do it uh, without you. Now, uh, a couple more listeners had their say uh, on the train home uh, yesterday. A bit of fans bar uh, reaction for you. Very lucky actually because uh, on the train home we, we we got to share our journey with these two listeners. They're a bit starstruck actually when they they got to meet Benji Cloak. Uh, but I did ask them for their thoughts on yesterday's game. Talking to Chomp fan Steve Brown. Uh, <laughs> Steve, uh, I'm a fan, yeah. Steve, what did you make of today's defeat at Barnsley? Uh, well, just uh, as everybody, as I would imagine, Louis, disappointing. You know, it actually wasn't a bad first half performance. I thought, you know, we've given away a goal that that's a one in fifty shot, and it's flown in the top corner. Mm. I thought we could have done a little bit more. 
to, to shut him down. You know, first 10 minutes of the game, you should be closing down your position midfielders a bit quicker than that, but it's still a 1, one in 50 shot. It's a great, great finish. And actually, I thought the response from the team was excellent. I thought we created numerous opportunities, but again, the criticism is going to come from in product. You know, no shots on target in that first 45. One spectacular block from their left-sided centre-half, you know, on, on Raksaki. I thought that was terrific. And I thought we were unlucky to come in 1-0 down. But then the second half was just a, a little bit of a capitulation towards the end. You know, once the second goal went in, you're forced to make changes at that point. You're forced to chase the game. Um, Raksaki was carrying a little injury. That's why he came come off. And I thought he was, again, one of our bigger threats. Um, but um, the injury forced him off and, and, and the change of formation didn't, didn't quite work, I don't think. And it went 2-0, 3-0 and the that goal was a consolation goal. So, disappointed day all round. Ben Garner's ben come on the, the chart on TV, you know, extremely down. Um, and I guess the prospect of Oxford at home with Carl Robinson, you, you know what's going to be written there. You know, we've, we've, we've got to just find a way to win a game, Louis. Simple as that. Doesn't, yeah. matter, doesn't matter about performance. With, with six games winless now, that'll start to play on the players' minds. Everyone's. Well, what, what does Kirk say about what Sir Bob Robson said? <laughs> what does he say, Scotty? Another Charlton <laughs> fan's just popped in out of nowhere. Are you Steve Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your autograph? It's finished what you're going to say. <laughs> He said, when you're struggling uh, to get any on, on a run of losses, Sir Bobby Robson apparently said um, to Curbs, you, you play 11 defenders. Now, obviously, he's not talking literally, but he's talking, you make sure you're difficult to beat. You don't concede that goal. In my, in my opinion, it's difficult for Ben because he's, he's clearly telling them what to do, but individual mistakes mean that, you know, you have to score at the very least two a game. So um, that, that I've just wanted to say I'm a big fan of yours, Brownie, and um, it, it's really good to, to be part of sitting next to you, if you don't mind. <laughs> you hijacked it, basically, isn't you? Absolutely. You've done what you do every week on Charm TV. I start off, you take over. I'm just the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> What an absolute pleasure that was yesterday, Ben, for, for us to, to sit with Scott Minto and Steve Brown on the train home. A couple of legends, and I'm and, and glad we got their thoughts as well. I mean, you, you were a bit starstruck, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I was. I've never properly met them to, um, to chat to, well, especially for on the train for a couple of hours. And um, yeah, brilliant guys. Just we chatted the whole way back about about Charlton obviously me watching him growing up playing as well but um yeah no I really enjoyed that uh, uh, great to let us talk to them and and uh, enjoy listening to their stories and stuff like that we could do a podcast like that on the train couldn't we our chats with them on the way home and stuff but um no brilliant Not all of it. a to... lot of it is a lot of it is redacted I'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah true but um, no great fun and um, yeah, really nice of them to to, to uh, let us sit with them in first class as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a real special treat. So thanks to to Brownie and to Scott, who I do know listen to the pod, uh, for uh, yeah g- giving us uh, some really good stories on on the way back and for for doing a bit of fans bar uh, with us as well. well. Let's have a look at some of the emails uh, that's coming as well. Joel says, um, "Hi folks, uh, Thomas Sangard failed to sufficiently back Ben Garner in the transfer window. The chickens are now coming home to roost. I fully expect." A relegation battle now. I take no pleasure in saying this, but it's now time for Thomas Sangard uh, to move on. Obviously, I, mean, 
I, I get the sentiment, certainly. Uh, there is obviously the question about, well, what would come next? Because we, we've been through this situation a few times now and it hasn't necessarily always gone uh, gone for the better when we've changed. But certainly something needs to needs to be sorted out at the club at the moment. Right, Steve says, worrying times, Louis. Uh, Defence has been shocking all season, but Saturday was a circus uh, with Lavelle and O'Connell as prize clowns. Uh, Penny for Thomas's thoughts after six games without a win, including fixtures against Forest Green and Fleetwood. A Forest Green team that got thrashed 4-0 at home to Exeter City yesterday. Uh, I was starting to thank our lucky, lucky stars that we haven't had to play Exeter yet because that could have been interesting. Uh, after Roland and Southall took us to the brink, Thomas rightly deserved a big slice of goodwill from the fan base, but I wonder if his patience uh, will match his so-called ambition. Although I'd seriously question that ambition uh, after recent decisions appointing an out-of-touch Atkins, uh, then Garner from League Two, letting Washington go, failing uh, to sign any big names and cutting internal costs. A club is nothing without its heart and soul. And the longer we struggle in League One, hearts will ache and soul-searching will continue. Come January, it's time for Thomas to put up or to ship out. And that's from Steve Richards again. Another very good email. Right, we have got one more bit of fans audio as well, actually, uh, before I go to the last couple of emails. Uh, Donny Dave, uh, a friend of ours who was up at a game yesterday, uh, always gives clear and concise views uh, on the uh, performance. So uh, Benji did speak to him after yesterday's game. Some more fan content for you here on Charlton Live. Uh, this is what Dave made of yesterday's performance up at Barnsley. To be honest with you, first half, other than that worldy goal that Barnsley scored, um, I thought potentially we were the better side. Um, it was pretty even first half but we had moments I thought we could have done better a bit more composure um, there were definitely chances for for a few of the players but it was second half where it just didn't seem right the, the field just didn't seem right I don't know if it was because we conceded that goal and they didn't really know how to take on the second half but yeah I'm lost for words really in the second half um, yeah I don't know what to say something's got to change um, I don't have the answers I hope Ben Garner has got the answers um, we've got players coming back for injury now Egbo's back now we've got Sessignon who's come back on today he's come off the bench McGrandall's back from injury um, but I don't know I just something doesn't feel right with the club I don't know if that's what's going off on the on the sort of off-field situation I don't know if that's starting to impact the on-field um, but I feel like I feel like really something's got to change whether that's a playing style change personnel change I don't know but it's um, yeah it's, it's, it's a tough watch at the moment Thank you very much to uh, Dave for speaking to Benji after the game uh, yesterday again I think he uh, he summed it up quite nicely there the frustration uh, and uh, not really being sure where to, where to turn to next but yeah great to see Dave uh, on the pod yesterday we like to get as many fans voices on as possible which is why I've got a couple more emails as well Simon um, O'Hara uh, says uh, that uh, as a successful businessman, I wonder where in the financial side of buying the club uh, did he spot the opportunity to break even with the revenue available in League One? We won't get answers, of course, but I'm genuinely uh, interested. He says, great pod. Hopefully this year you'll win the FSA award. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I don't know if we're even nominated yet, but yeah, I think you can still possibly nominate us. Have a look on the FSA uh, Twitter page and, and see if you can nominate us for the, the club pod because we want that free dinner that we were speaking about the other day. Um, the break-even thing comes up a lot and I, I still don't really understand it, Lewis. I don't know if uh, in your new role as fans advisor, if you've been given any indication as to how that's going to work without us getting relegated. Not a clue, mate. Not a clue. But it's, <laughs> it's not really a, it's not really something I, I think can work. I think that ultimately 
you know the the clubs that that are trying to break even in League One are those that are at the at the latter stages of the table. You know, I think That's that just... ultimately. It's it was funny sense. when he tried he tried to say that Portsmouth had done it and then they started to invest heavily and now and now Danny Cowley started having to go at Sandgard as well. Yeah, well it's a bit of a silly one, isn't it? Because you know that Carby Bishop, they've signed him for half a million pounds and he's he's obviously made an instant impact, which that's an that's an investment. It's an investment at this level, half a million pounds, but they've but made seven hundred and fifty grand yeah. out of Marcus Harness. So <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the same, you know, we that's not gonna help because We've made, you know, we sold Josh Davison for 160k or something like that, and we've had sell-ons from the like of Pope and people like that. But you don't know where that money goes because of all the other complications with, you know, who owns what, etc. So it's it's difficult. I don't think you can break even at this level. I don't think it's possible. I think the, the further up the pyramid you go, obviously your spends increase, but the the TV rights and and open marketing you know all the sponsorships is everything that it brings in more revenue at this level it's incredibly incredibly difficult to break even i think whether whether thomas finds it out the hard way come the end of the season and we're struggling at the bottom half of league one i don't know but Mm. that remains to be seen but i think investment in january is absolutely critical and i think he'll see that i hope yeah, I remain nervous, as does Richard Church, actually, who's just emailed in, uh, says, uh, Hi all, thanks for continuing to be there. So after 10 games, we find ourselves in 16th place with just the two wins. I believe at the start of the season uh, that we were mediocre and we'd probably finish around 10th place. I've had to rethink that as we are way less than mediocre. I get what Ben uh, Garner is trying to do, but he obviously does not have the quality to play that way. Everyone would like to play like Man City or Liverpool, uh, but those clubs operate on a budget uh, that is way beyond the likes of Charlton. In this, uh, in my opinion, this sport is all about results. I could not give a toss about how well we played or how pleasing on the eye our style is. A uh, 60% possession means nothing to me. I just want to win. Uh, the way we win is to put square pegs in square holes and go from there. Play a back four with two proper fullbacks, two proper centre-backs. Play four midfielders and two strikers. Keep it simple. Uh, give everyone a clear clear idea of the job that they are required to do. Currently, we are way too easy to play against. Our midfield is confused. Our fullbacks are neither one thing or the other. Our centre-backs are unsure of their jobs as a consequence. Right now, we are looking over our shoulder, dwindling crowds uh, speaking with their wallets. We are in trouble, big trouble, and I really fear for us uh, right now. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, best regards. Uh, that's from Richard. Yeah, so that's a powerful email again. Uh, thank you, Richard. Add a... <clears throat> Excuse me, Adam says that this is deja vu of last season. No lessons have been learned at all. Uh, Something is wrong at our club, as like me and many others, I feel pure apathy. And apathy, uh, apathy settling in is is one of the the fears, isn't it? Now, Carl, here's that word again. Carl says, I'm struggling after yesterday. Apathy is already now starting to set in this season. First half, uh, whilst not of our best, we did create and really should be going in at halftime leading by at least one. It was very similar to Forest Green where we got to the box, but our shooting and decision-making let us down. Second half, we were dire. They were quickly free up without having to get out of second gear. We gifted them chance after chance. O'Connell, Lavelle and Clare had shockers, all of them beaten to the ball by Cole on a regular basis. Uh, those second and third goals summed us up at the moment. Clare and O'Connell allowed Cole to dance around them in the box for the second, and O'Connell gets bars off the ball for the third. Poor and basic defensive uh, mistakes. Add uh, to this how poor the midfield free were collectively. It's no wonder uh, we came away with nothing. More generally, whilst I do think this sits with Thomas, I don't think Ben Garner is helping himself. I'm quickly getting bored of his statements about away venue X uh, being a hard place to go, for instance. On the pitch, 
I would like to say Garner Ball is gone. Uh, this is the same uh, as Adkins a year ago. There's no slow methodical build-up now. We lump it long to Stockley, who doesn't win it, and then the ball comes back quickly. Yesterday, we did try to get people up to him, but he didn't win much. We even saw the reintroduction of the clip into the channel for Stockley yesterday, which was really worrying. Uh, teams have found us out now uh, and how to nullify us as an attacking threat and what our weakness is. We conceded another two goals down our left-hand side, another left-back and the same outcome. Chin travelled, I believe. He should have started... Uh, and Morgan should never be picked over pain. We go again on Saturday, uh, but I fear the atmosphere could turn quickly if we can concede early. Thanks for the pod and trying to keep up morale. That's from Carl. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure morale is going to be too high with anyone after listening to this episode, but with uh, uh, with good reason. Right, Ben uh, says, uh, everything about the club at the moment stinks. Nothing to get you excited on the pitch and a hell of a lot to get you angry and frustrated off the pitch. The season's done already. It's another season of nothingness for this football club. This is what happens with no investment and having an owner who clearly does not have the best intentions for the football club. Also, Garner has to take a little bit of a blame as this is exactly the football we saw with Adkins. Right, uh, that got him the boot. I mean, that's, that's two people now have said. I mean, the, I feel like that the, there were times yesterday where we still were passing it around the back and trying to do that. We certainly didn't. I think we edged possession slightly yesterday. Uh, certainly at half time, I think when I looked. But do, do you feel that? Do you feel like there's been a bit of a diversion away from the type of football we were playing earlier on in the season? Ben, is that desperation hitting already? I do think at times yesterday that what Ben Garner's saying is right. Like we go back to how we played last season rather than trusting in our own ability, trusting the process of what we do in training and playing the ball around nicely and, and trying to get us something. It's as if they, they, yeah, they lose confidence in that. And then they suddenly go, oh, as, as that fan said, yeah, we were booting it down the channels for Stockley. Stockley doesn't want to run onto the ball. Like, and, run with the that's not his that's not his aim so yeah it was concerning yesterday some bits of that because if we are gonna play like that let's stick with it and trust it and put faith in it because as we created enough chances yesterday by doing that we didn't create a chance yesterday by booting it long to Stockley and we he we had players peeling off him no we created chances yesterday by giving it to like Saraksaki Fraser Egbo who were uh, creating chances for us that's how it works but yeah we did divert from that yesterday which was concerning mm, right and finally uh, Phil says hi guys I felt so sorry for Ben Garner uh, Sangard quite clearly run out of money hasn't backed his man we bought in players from Poundland and it's showing uh, that's uh, Walsall's ground actually ironically uh, we are clearly going backwards under his uh, promising uh, sorry, under his ownership, he came in promising Premier League and European football and all he's delivered is Cholton TV and some porter cabins uh, at the training ground. If he had any decency or integrity, he'd own up to his uh, failure instead of uh, BSing us uh, via the supporters trust. When he next turns up, it's time fans told him exactly what I believe most of us are feeling with the right owner. I do believe we could once again be a Premier League club, but not with this fraud and that's uh, Phil having the final say uh, on this week's Charlton Life so once again as I said thanks for everyone who's sent your messages in to the show um, if we get any emails because we have recorded really early actually this Sunday I've got I've got somewhere to be so uh, if we get any emails that come in after I'll see if I can use them on Thursday's show as well but yeah really, really grateful to everyone who's had their say um, it's, it's been another tough uh, tough week following the addicts right thank you to uh, Ben and Lewis for joining me on this week's show Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Sorry for the headache. 
<laughs> no worries, no worries. It's uh, it's it's partly from the alcohol, partly from if you sit next to Ben, he does talk quite a lot. But there we go. Right. Um, thanks for listening to this week's Charlton Live. I'm Louis Mendes. We'll be back on Thursday when we look ahead. Oh God, Carl Robinson's coming next week to next week's home game uh, with Oxford United. We'll see you then. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.